And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Rocketed as a baby from the exploding planet Krypton, Kal-El grew to manhood on Earth whose yellow sun and lighter gravity gave him fantastic superpowers. In the city of Metropolis, he's known as mild-mannered TV newsman Clark Kent, but battles evil all over Earth and beyond as Superman. Everybody and welcome back to Charlie's Geek Cast. I am your host Charlie Niemeyer, and in this 62nd episode, we are going to be taking a look at Action Comics 551 to see if Superman is friend or foe. But first, here's a promo. Charlie's Geek Cast will return after these promos. Did you know that Michael Bailey hosts a podcast? Yeah, I host or co-host a number of podcasts, actually. Did you know that Michael Bailey releases his podcast through the dark web? Now that's not true at all. I release my shows on the regular internet. I don't even know how to get to the dark web. Did you know that Michael's financing comes from shady donors who make up a cabal of people that like to kick puppies and kittens? What are you talking about? I'm pretty much self-financed outside of a modest Patreon that I produce no extra content Did you know that Michael Bailey supports free podcasts for everyone and also works on his shows with potential foreign spies and anarchists? Of course I support free podcasts for everyone. And Andy isn't a spy of any kind. Bethany and Allison are hardly anarchists. And Jeff... Okay, you may have me there. Jeff is a little out there. Why would you support such a man by listening to his podcast? Alright, that's enough of that. Can we, can we get rid of creepy voice guy? He, he's not working out. He really just isn't. You can't get rid of me that easily. I'm a scary voice that is meant to frighten people into... Okay, okay, that's that's better. Hey everyone. My name is Michael Bailey, and I run the Fortress of Baileytude Podcasting Network. The Fortress is a collection of podcasts that I either host or co-host, all housed in a single place to make things easier on me. The shows in the network include From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast, which I host with Jeffrey Taylor, and is all about the Superman books published between 1986 and 2006, the Overlooked Dark Knight, a non-index index show, which is a Batman podcast that is about Batman stories hardly anyone talks about that I host with Andrew Leyland. Views from the Long Box, my comics-centric podcast that has been online since 2007. And the newest show on the network, The Superman and Lois Tapes, which I host with Allison and Bethany and is all about the CW series Superman and Lois. The network can be found at www.fortressofbailytude.com also houses one of the web's largest repositories of information on the death and return of Superman from 1992 and 1993. You can subscribe to any of these programs through Apple Podcasts slash iTunes or through your favorite podcatcher, either a la carte or through the Master Feed, which has all of the episodes of all of the shows. The Fortress and its shows are also on Spotify if you're into that sort of thing. The Fortress of Baileytude Podcasting Network. Doing my best to relieve boredom since 2007. The 
music on this trailer, Delay Rock, and Political Action Ad are by Kevin McLeod and are used under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Did you know? Oh, shut up! Comics 551 had a cover date of January 1984 and an on-sale date of October 27th, 1983. My wife was merely one year old, plus four days. The cover price was a whopping 75 cents. Now, the cover on this one, it, it, it may be the best cover he's done up to this point. It's a nice, clean image of Superman trying to hold back the minute hand of a giant clock, which makes more sense once you read the story. Uh, the background is full of images of Superman doing a bunch of super deeds. Uh, it's really an eye-catching cover, and I-, I think he really doesn't skimp on the art this time. I also really like the capage on the central Superman figure. It's kind of cool. The title of the issue is Superman, Friend or Foe. Written by Marv Wolfman, art by Gil Kane, lettered by Ben Oda, colored by Anthony Tallinn, and direct- directed? Wow. And edited by Julie Schwartz. Superman, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. We're going to begin this story in the Daily Planet City Room, where Jimmy is looking at a copy of the Metropolis Eagle, featuring a cover story about Superman attacking Abraxas. You remember Abraxas, right? It's been a little bit since we followed the action half of things, but, you know, just, just to refresh your memory, Vandal Savage, who's actually supposed to be from Earth 2, because we had a multiverse at this point, like we do now, but it, it was a different one, uh, he, he's come over to Earth-1 and has founded a new corporation called Abraxas. While he appears to be running a legitimate business and has no criminal record here on Earth-1, he is also working behind the scenes, kind of like Lex Luthor in the post-crisis, to make Superman look bad with the idea that once he's deemed to be a great threat, he will actually leave Earth. Inadvertently supporting this are op-ed articles in the Metropolis Eagle by reporter Rory Stassen. Stassen? who doesn't trust anyone as powerful as Superman. It's it is it's one of these articles using a Superman image that cannot possibly uh, be a photograph that begins an argument between Jimmy and Justin. See, Justin, who's the new guy, is starting to question Superman's behavior of late, while Jimmy, Superman's pal, is becoming overly frustrated that people are actually starting to doubt the Man of Steel. Meanwhile, Perry calls Clark into his office, where we see that Perry has thrown Alice's photo in the trash. They don't say her name. I don't know if she got if she's actually named Alice yet, but you know that's that's his wife's name. Anyway, I believe this is also our first look at Alice since we first learned of their marital problems. They keep hiding her face on everything. Anyway, Perry sends Clark to Metropolis General Hospital for a human interest story that will actually be the plot for this issue. At the hospital, we see two children, Jeffrey and Jennifer O'Hara, who both suffer from a rare and fatal splenic disorder. Fortunately, doctors in the Soviet Union have developed a possible cure. Unfortunately, Afghan terrorists are holding the jet with the cure for ransom at the airport in Moscow. To make things worse, the cure is only viable for about 
eight hours. And thanks to the rare herbs needed, it would take days to make more. Days which these kids do not have. So, changing to Superman, off panel. Our hero flies off at an abnormally low altitude for some reason. Just so I guess we can get the word balloons from the people watching him. Oh, I wonder where he's going. Uh, he's off to save the kids. However, at just that moment, Hive agents, usually seen over in the Titans books, are breaking into City Hall to erase record, any record of Hive from the Hall of Records. Making a quick detour because of the whole power and responsibility thing, Superman makes quick work of the agents, only to learn that Hive agents are actually breaking into buildings all over the city. It takes about an hour for Superman to clean up all of the Hive agents before heading east toward Moscow again. But while crossing the Atlantic, he just happens to spot an ocean liner that's been ripped in half by a floating island. See, apparently, uh, there's this phenomenon out in the ocean where islands will just pop up out of nowhere, and then after a little bit, they just kind of sink back down. Well, this one makes, may have been caused by an earthquake. In any event, uh, as the island begins to sink back down into the water, uh, Superman lifts the whole island because it's not actually attached to the ground. It's not actually ground. It's just floating rocks, basically. Uh, so he uh, lifts the whole thing, including the ocean lighter, and flies them out to Ireland. From there, he continues east, although I guess it's kind of a southeast. Uh, so he can save a child that's falling off the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Apparently, it looks like the kid climbed it and no one stopped him. I'm hoping he fell off. The, I mean, that's... It's not really a hope, but I'm hoping it's actually the kid fell off the side, not that he was trying to climb up the Eiffel Tower, because this is, shows him pretty high up. In any event, Superman saves him and let, puts him on the ground and continues east, uh, where he repairs a broken ski lift in Switzerland before finally arriving in Moscow. After making quick work of the terrorists, who call themselves freedom fighters, despite not actually fighting for any kind of freedom, Superman retrieves the medicine only to learn that it's already lost most of its potency. It can be refreshed in less time than it would take to make a whole new batch, but they're going to need those rare herbs, because for some reason they don't keep extra on hand. So Superman has to fly all the way to Uganda to obtain them, stopping a flood along the way. Off panel, of course. But currently, a major storm, plus that earthquake that caused the uh, floating island earlier, have caused a mudslide that's threatening to destroy an entire housing development. Oh, and did I mention that the rare plant that Superman's looking for is actually right in the path of the mudslide? Well, with no real choice, Superman goes ahead and rescues the people from the development, and then uses the water from the flood that he had stopped earlier to put out the ensuing fires. But, of course, the plant is gone. Fortunately, one of the people rescued actually worked with the Soviet scientists and knows exactly where there is a field full of this supposedly rare plant. Although, maybe it's just one field. I don't know how big the field is because we don't see it, but... If you have a field of it, it can't be too rare. Now, I should point out that at various points in this story, we've also been shown various editions of the Metropolis Eagle. The more, Well, we saw Jimmy holding the morning edition. There's the late morning edition for some reason. And then there's like the midday edition. I don't... Apparently, they used to put out a lot of editions of newspapers back in the early 80s. Anyway, we see various editions of the Metropolis Eagle, and it's been giving us front page real estate keeping us up to date on all these things that Superman's been doing on his way to Moscow. And each time, Stassen, or Stason, has also had a new op-ed column written just for that edition, all about how Superman is not really needed and blah, 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 blah. And each time, his article's getting smaller and smaller. By the time we get to the final page of the story, the, the Eagle's late edition tells us that the twins have been saved 
and that Stason's column has been cancelled. That is the last we hear or see of Stason until, well, ever. He's not, he doesn't show up for the rest of this run. Now, I'm not going to do a page-by-page note thing here, because, I don't know, I kind of sprinkled some of the, uh, my what I would have said anyway in the recap. But overall, I thought this was a pretty fun issue. Basically, it's a done-in-one that touches on Wolfman's subplots to kind of ease us back into them, since it's been so long since he did an issue, and since most of them were also ignored in the Superman title. We also get to see more of Superman's more human side, as he's getting increasingly frustrated at all the emergencies that keep popping up to slow him down. Speaking of which, I would imagine that the odds of Superman running into so many emergencies had to be quite a coincidence. It makes me wonder how far out of his way he was willing to go to save people on his way to Moscow. Uh, The art on this, though, was pretty good, uh, utilizing several different angles to keep the excitement going, even if it sometimes leads to Superman looking a little wonky. Arms going in weird directions or looking like stubs. And it was nice to have a story from from this part of the Cold War that involved Soviets that weren't bad guys. It, in my reading, I don't know if it's true for everywhere, but in my reading, usually if there's Soviet people in there, they're up to no good, nefarious and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was really nice to see them be good guys this time. And you know what? That's it for this episode. That's it for this issue. Uh, that was a quick one, so I'm going to play us out with a with a new number one song for this week of release, which was Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. And you know what? I will be back next week with another episode of Charlie's Geek Cast, talking about Superman number 392 and finishing up that Lana Vartok Superman story. I'll see you then. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I set out to get you with a fine tooth. listening to charlie's geek cast feedback for the show can be sent to charlie's geek at gmail.com or you can feel free to leave a comment at the show's posting at charlie's all images and music heard on the show are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for entertainment purposes only no infringement is intended charlie's geek cast is a proud member of the two true freaks internet radio network please be sure to stop by two true freaks to check out more great shows thank you again for listening and good night
Amen.